Do you want to be here, Dimitri? Not really. Then why are you here? My whole life I've been, let's just say, less than popular. But at least I had a few friends. And then Cobra Kai comes to town, and next thing I know, my friends are taking karate and becoming alpha jerks. I'm literally being threatened by my best friend. I just wanted to show I could fight back. Welcome to No Mercy, a Cobra Kai kickback. My name is Jacob Burrows, and I represent Miyagi-Do. When my dojo gets trashed, I'm secretly glad, because I have no idea how to train my students if they can't paint this gosh darn fence. I was thinking the same thing. It's such a great setup. But anyways, my name is Jim Scampoli. I represent Cobra Kai because I can overcome any and all obstacles, even the nickname Shit Lip. Uh, yes, yep. and here we are, another episode, episode, uh, episode of season two, season two, episode five, all in. Um, I don't have it up, but I assume it's written by Hayden Schlossberg, Josh Hield. Not, yeah, yeah, it's written by Josh Hield, uh, uh, John Hurwitz, Hayden Schlossberg, uh, directed by Josh Hield. Um, ah, yes. yeah. There we are. We're at the middle now, I think, of season two, uh, and we're going all in, Jim. Uh, we're going all in, and we're going to start out with Eli. Bit of a flashback there, getting to get a nice little bit of a reminder there of Hawk, who he used to be, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, his uh, his. I, I believe we saw this announcement. Like his mother calls the yes, school, and they yeah. talk about like making an announcement and keeping it out, his name out of it. But of course, everyone knows. That it's him that's in season one i believe right yeah because they don't say who the student is but they mention that he has a like facial deformity <laughs> uh so it's you know really narrows it down and um yeah i mean i like when we i like this reminder here because uh you know you, you feel really bad for him i mean this poor kid uh he just gets picked on and bullied because of uh, his his uh, cleft palate, cleft lip, and you know we're gonna see that he's he's got this new confidence, but it's leading him down a darker path. It's like the bu the bullied are usually I think uh, Ron Bennington, one of the hosts of Ron and Fez, he has a great line of like, you know, I was running from my bully, chasing the kid I was bullying. So yeah. it's usually, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's in a weird way. You kind of relate where it's kind of like, well, now, now if I have a little power, uh, you know, it's going to go to my head and maybe I'm going to inflict that on other people, whether it be just revenge or I guess human nature. I don't know. Anyways, we're reminded of poor, you know, Eli and we get a nice uh, transition when he's crying on his bed to now getting his tattoo, which I thought he had already gotten. Maybe they're just doing a touch-up. Oh, up. oh they added the red. That's right, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Changing the color of the of the hawk there, and yeah, no. I, besides the fact that he's obviously like becoming more and more of an asshole in present time, um, and you know that's working. This is the creed of Cobra Kai. Uh, I think he in uh, the past had a better sense of style. That oversized knit jumper, it kind of suited him way better. Uh, I think as a look. Uh, I get that the hawk is, you know, draw attention to something other than your face, and that makes sense. Uh, but I don't know. I was just like, oh, yeah, Eli, Eli used to be uh, likable. <laughs> so now, but 
I guess if this is a nitpick or this is uh, to even get into this, but how is his mohawk so long? <laughs> you know, his mohawk's uh, pretty long. Yeah, I mean, he has a lot of shaggy hair there previously. Okay. Yeah. And also, it's been multiples of months. Uh, I don't know. I guess he's always had the same looking kind of mohawk. So I don't know how we explain that, uh, if that's the case. But I feel like it's it's been many a month since he had this shaggy hair. So uh, I kind of buy it. I mean, so it's like, you know, the quarantine cut right now. I mean, to date this a little bit, we're still, I mean, most places in stay at home. I mean, I got a shaggy hair, but I don't know if I could get it that tall. But maybe the challenge is you never know till you try. So I'll have to find out. Yeah, I don't know. Like, for the stream, parts of my hair is definitely long enough for uh, for a hawk right now. Like, imagine if this is going straight up, right? And I feel like that's it's a lot of hair hiding under there. And I, I, I think we're getting bogged down. Well, I just want to uh... say, looking at it, I mean, I know your metric. I'm American. It's uh -huh. like 10 inches, which uh, you could yeah. put that in your meters or centimeters, whatever it is you use. But that's pretty, uh, whatever, fine. <laughs> it's long. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. Yeah, and he's, he he got a moon tattoo as well because he's seen moon, so important. Uh, the reply is great. Is that for me? Maybe you know that like that's <laughs> yeah, no, just, that is great. <laughs> that's maybe that is the perfect uh, way to handle that. It's great. I love that it says moon as well because if it was just a moon, <laughs> his comment would make sense. But he's just like maybe, even though it clearly is. It's yeah. great. <laughs> um, so we have Eli going through the teaching steps like we mentioned he's got to do the painting of the fence and the sanding of the deck and it's great to see all of this not work because it's just worked one time too many i believe yeah. um so just and also of course him going like i get it muscle memory yeah but it just doesn't click for him and he does this and that but he complains but he wants to be there and that's kind of the thing going on this episode where where daniel asks him like what are you why are you even here if you don't want to do any of the things even though he seemingly understands why they're good for him yeah um, and I'm, yeah i think you said eli it's dimitri but yeah we, we know yeah, sorry um and yeah i like it's kind of like a meta joke i like it that he kind of sees through it immediately he's the first person to understand immediately like oh, okay you want me to do you usually people are like what you want me to just do chores this is a scam but he understands it's to build muscle memory but he still wants to get past it yeah um we move over to cobra kai we get to see the two senseis and their black geese doing a de demonstration for everyone and it just feels wrong doesn't it jim see crease in that black uh black outfit them teaching together even though I guess they're like they're not fighting. Like Crease is not going to be there, like trying to kick his ass to show he's the boss. He's just slithering his way in deeper, isn't he, Jim? Yeah, yeah. He's just worming his way in, or I guess covering his way in, because uh, yeah. they're going over. Yeah, the the basic options of you know he's got him in like a, ch a rear choke or something. If he goes with his elbow, he exposes his midsection, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I. Johnny's lesson is basically, I mean, this goes into the all in, but it's kind of like what take out your, even if it's, you know, taking out yourself, take out the, the enemy type deal. Is that kind of what he's getting at with his all in here? Uh, I guess the, the like lesson the is, as you said, it goes to the all in and, and, or rather they're talking about like, 
damn the consequences, power forward, like do something. Doing something is better than doing nothing. And I guess that's the thing as well with the whole philosophy of like make a move, whether it be trying to chat someone up or whatever, doing it and failing is fine because then you can strike back or whatever. Like you yeah. have to always be on the move. A cobra dies when it stays still, except Cobra Kai never dies. I think that's <laughs> the point. And Miguel just takes the worst lesson possible from it, which is like, I should make a sappy video for my ex, which is that would be bad enough if it was if it was his current girlfriend. Then it's like, ah, oh, I get it for your anniversary, maybe make a cheesy video. Now nah, he's trying to win her back. It is not gonna work, man. Well <laughs> that's I, not what going all in means. Kinda. I mean he's at least I do agree with you, but uh, he is at least trying to show that, like, hey, I still have feelings for you. He's trying to communicate at the very least, and it's a good callback to their original um, kind of meet cute where he sent her. Like this, this, this dude's got a future. He designed a whole Cobra Kai website. I assume he designs all their merch. Oh, yeah. uh, he makes these animations just by himself. So you got to give it up for for Miguel. But before that. With Crease, when they're in the back room and he's talking to Johnny and they're talking about All In, Crease is again bringing up Johnny's son. Now, is this part of Crease's diabolical plan, or is Crease really trying to get Johnny with his son, or is Crease just kind of twisting the knife, or he just sees this as this weird like public disrespect, the fact that Johnny's own son doesn't train with them, or is it like a little all of the above? I think it's all uh it's it's mainly the last bit and it's like I think this is genuine crease, this is not manipulative crease, and it's genuine in that he hates Miyagi Do so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He blames Miyagi Do for like his life falling apart and he <laughs> living on the street, much like Johnny uh traces his whole life back to that fateful fight in the tournament. Uh Kreese uh getting his hands glassed up in the parking lot afterwards. Basically, after that's when we see a montage of him walking the streets in disarray and losing uh, any possibility of the life he had beforehand. So he just really doesn't like Miyagi-Do. And besides wanting to worm his way back in, he actually genuinely thinks and believes and wants Cobra Kai to destroy Miyagi-Do. So that's why the fact that they have even just the fact that it's uh, a good student over there, he would li- want to get any good student out of Miyagi-Do, I think. And the fact that it's Johnny's son just adds a whole thing, because Chris is basically Johnny's dad, so Robbie's his grandson yeah, very <laughs> like in, in their twisted minds. So that's all big disrespect this way and that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then uh, well, Miguel's working on his uh, Sam animation. Um, we get word about a negative Yelp review uh, of Cobra Kai, and uh, Eli's pretty upset about it. And lo and behold, it is D-Man 2002 himself, Dimitri, uh, who yep. submitted that review. So, you know, the the discontent's building there. Uh, back at Miyagi-Do, we still have the training on the... Uh, circle there with with uh robbie and sam who are they're bone dry on there so they must have just jumped on that thing landed in unison and they've been training ever since they haven't fallen yeah so yeah things are looking up well yeah bone dry and sexy af it (laughs) feels like i mean i know i'm gonna like i don't want to keep going on about it but it feels like these two characters are like hey we're both attractive you know why don't we bone (laughs) 
Yeah, and there's... we should be together, right? <laughs> and I guess an extension of what you've talked about with Robbie of him being like too good that you can make the similar thing about Sam as well because even though in the beginning she had a hint of like hanging out with the mean girls um it's like she immediately kind of broke that off and even if her her boyfriend and his friends were somewhat bullies uh like she immediately kind of disconnected from that which i guess is fine although i guess her thing is that uh when she started accusing tori like like a maniac snitch so i guess sometimes being too good can be can be a fault as well well, she's got that mean girl aspect there as well, like uh, immediately judging someone she meets. Yes. Uh, but yeah, when they're hanging up out with uh, uh, Dimitri, sorry, not Eli, Dimitri, in like the mall, they're all like, ha, 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 this nerd. And like, I am definitely uh, being unfair, but I do feel like them just kind of going, ha, Dimitri, he's so crazy. <laughs> it's just not like necessarily a genuine reaction. Them going like, oh, Dimitri, always with his dungeon lord. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I, I know I keep going on about it in all these episodes, but I, this applies to Sam as well as Robbie at this point, but I just feel like Sam doesn't have that much conflict like going on i mean i guess yeah there was the one in, uh, where she just uh flew off the handle accused someone she just met of stealing but like what, what, they're basically i feel like just props in the growth of miyagi though so this is yeah. not a criticism of their characters it's just like we're not honing in on anything going on with them at the moment like crease and johnny do more talking about uh robbie than you know rob they're they're just kind of They've been installed in the Miyagi Do dojo, so now it's not about them right now. It's and and that's fine, you know. Um, that's and fine. Do you think that is also like <clears throat> build up for? Because I feel like a natural destiny potentially for some of these characters, like specifically Sam and Miguel, is that Miguel will one day be Miyagi Do and Sam will one day be Cobra Kai. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know the the hoops we jump through to get there but it feels like that will be like a thing we'll have to grapple with internally <laughs> at one point. We'll emotionally oh, yeah. have to deal with that. <laughs> Just the fact that, I mean, it's with, uh, with Miguel, like I know, you know, he's, he's learned a lot from Cobra Kai, but it's like, it go comes down to, uh, well, as we know, uh, Daniel, he, he, he's got some Cobra Kai in him as well. But what we're seeing in this season in particular is that Johnny has some Miyagi-Do in him too. And that's what I'm really excited about because yeah. Johnny's picking up on this and Miguel is the only one picking up on Kreese's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, that sounds like bullshit. <laughs> and this is not what Sensei Lawrence is teaching us. And so, yeah, no, I like i can't wait to see uh johnny like meditating or whatever oh, and doing yeah. all the this shit you know and to call it all bullshit but then eventually having some sort of 80s inspired breakthrough i don't know it's gonna be great <laughs> uh so yeah then we have some of the clip we heard at the start with dimitri and we kind of get you know a more real response here because you know, it is true. Like, Karate came back to town, and uh, he lost his small group of friends he had. Like, at yeah. the very least, you know, you know, some kids are nerds, some kids are jocks, whatever you want to say, but he had his, his crew, uh, and now they're, you know, maniacs, <laughs> and he's just trying to figure out where he fits in now. Um, yeah. And, we've, I mean, I've mentioned it before. I do like his slow roll. I like that 
he's a smart nerdy kid and it's just because he starts doing karate it's not like a hawk or something like that where he can immediately transform um because he's still himself and they got yeah and, he's he's okay. one of my favorites because all of the other developments for all when everyone else learns karate it's almost instance uh like so that's why it's great to see the slow roll on um dimitri and i think it's nice too for daniel as a sensei to have to not just rely on the standard miyagi tactics because at least from what we know he just does what miyagi did but he has to put a little bit of the larusso in there and hopefully kind of reach this kid um so then what uh johnny gets word um, or Johnny goes looking for Robbie, but he sees yeah. that there, yeah, there, there's an eviction notice. I guess he's bringing his skateboard, or he skated over there. I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe he shredded on on down to Robbie's house. Uh, Maybe but, he got Robbie a skateboard as a sort of peace yeah. offering because yeah. Robbie likes skateboards. <laughs> I can't imagine him skateboarding there. He's got a dirt bike. He's cool. <laughs> we find out that Robbie's uh, middle name is Swayze based on his license. And I guess yeah. I never really even thought about it, but I guess I assume Keen must be his mother's last name, right? The fact that he's yeah. Robbie Keen. Uh, I'm sure that's pretty obvious. And they're hanging with Demetri at the mall. On one hand, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. Like, it's I wish there was a little bit more interaction between them two and Dimitri, uh, to see what kind of, you know, what's the vibe here? Because it does come off as like, are they laughing with him or at him? Um, and it just doesn't feel like it doesn't feel that organic besides, I mean, I guess he's another student, but I also would like them to be friends. So on the other hand, I like seeing them together because I want to believe that they're friends. And I mean, this episode does have like a nice payoff where they defend him, uh, which is, which is fine. I do like that, but I don't know. I just wish there was a little bit more interaction to kind of show what the vibe was here, uh, uh, where they kind of play off each other a bit more yeah i'm sure we'll get that like i'm just being over eager but i think uh the thing is there's two there's a couple of scenes where dimitri just talks at them you know i think that's it they never really have a conversation in this where he's just doing his talk starts talking about a topic and rambles on and they're like either looking at him like uh because he's talking about like shirts and skins unless you want to be skins it's your right to choose (laughs) that's earlier and they're just looking at him frowning and then now he's talking about donnie darko and his comics and now they're looking at him and laughing and in neither of those cases is there an actual conversation so there's not much building there i mean yeah Um, give me something robbie could know the know a comic or something or he could know donnie darko like geez now they're clueless (laughs) They're clueless fools that just fight on a circle all day. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think we're actually, yeah, we've been jumping around. So this is where Miguel then shows off his video. Uh, and it's, 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 uh, they, there's an octopus. It's kind of like the relationship mascot. Uh, <laughs> and he uses Comic Sans. So despite all of his uh, design, is that Comic Sans? Maybe it isn't. Um, it's close. Like, it might not be Comic close. Sans, but it does look close to it. Yeah. And uh, she, I forget her name. What's that girl's Tori. name? I'm Tori sorry. with a Y. Yeah. Tori gives excellent advice, which is to delete that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she does give good advice just in general, even if it might be selfishly motivated. She says like, yeah, no, this is not going to get anyone to come back to you. You are, uh, you, 
you know, this is basic 101 relationship stuff. Act like you're not interested and then she'll be interested. Right, Jim? Or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, that is the cliche way to go about it. And I'm sh- I guess there's some there's some truth there. But uh, I guess it's just the romantic in me that I'm like, this is a great animation. <laughs> you need to send this over. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, don't, don't send it over. It's my, my tip. Uh, maybe a, Hey, you up is what I might allow. Yeah. I might allow a, Hey, you up. Cause the thing That's is, it. I don't feel like, uh, there's, there's not, there's never been an inkling that, you know, Sam even thinks about Miguel anymore. So yes. <laughs> him doing the ignore, <laughs> I guess, but I guess either way the the, it's a win-win because, he should just kind of get over it at this point. I guess he could go all in, but, you know, it's, it's a win-win because at the very least, maybe he just does get over it and move on. Uh, Johnny shows up at LaRusso Auto, and I always space on this guy's name. Is it Matouche? Anoush. Anoush. I had it off. Yeah. I love, he does assault him. <laughs> I, well, I love it because he tries to make the point of, like, you know, this isn't your – this is the real world now. This isn't, like, your karate dojo beef, but – that completely backfires because no, this is no, he's bringing the karate dojo world to your real world. All right, dude. Uh, because yeah, he whoops his ass basically and uh, finds out that Robbie's been living with uh, the little Russos. Um, there's, there's but, definitely like security cameras in a car <laughs> dealership. I feel like if Anoush wanted to, he could take this further. But I guess it's just like most things in the real world. It's not worth the hassle of it. But if these guys really hate Johnny and he's like coming to their store and literally attacking their employees, I don't know, maybe look into that. <laughs> I mean, where's the uh, honor in that, though? <laughs> yeah. No, Miyagi yeah. never wanted to call the cops. <laughs> Miyagi was no snitch. Yeah, very true. Unlike Dimitri, uh, who does get, he is at the comic book store and uh, Eli knows exactly where to find him um, because it's, you know, what, new release day or something. And I like, because Dimitri's, you know, we have seen small hints that the real Eli's still kind of there, even though he's almost gone. Um, But Dimitri kind of is like, I know you. Uh, But he also kind of maybe thinking too much of him because he's surprised almost like what you'd actually would like just try to hurt me or beat me up because uh, he brings all his stooges with him and you know he does shove them and then Dimitri makes a run for it and they make chase towards the cafeteria and I guess he thinks that Sam and Robbie left but no they were just boxing up his chicken and you know a kick-ass fight breaks out and they do have a flashback here which I, I don't like, but I also don't mind it because it's not kind of like, I guess in a way it is like, hey, remember this, but it's also kind of like it's all coming together. What is your take? What do you mean when they're all, yeah, we see them fighting on the circle thing and fighting yeah. in real life. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I don't mind that as much. Uh, you know, like you said, it's exa- like what's happening here is exactly the same as Miguel when everything was coming together for him uh, in the fight in the school cafeteria. And now we're in the mall cafeteria yeah. and everything's coming together for them to fight together and learning about that. I don't mind. Um, but yeah, I guess I could see why you'd be a little bit uh, not on board with it, but it's just like 
making whatever we've seen before make sense. They'd have to they had to visually make it look like that. And I think they just wanted to make sure they reinforced that enough that people yeah. got it, you know. I think we would have got it either way though. That's true. Cause I guess in a way it's almost like if Miyagi was like show me sand the floor and then as he's he was doing it, they were cutting in him <laughs> sanding the floor. Sanding and, the floor. <laughs> and wax on, wax off, like in the midst of him doing it. So, yeah, there's definitely, I think, uh, some negatives to it, even though I don't completely mind it. We do like to kind of talk about flashbacks and when they're used, so I I can't help but pointing it out sometimes. I have to say as well, there is a part of me, Jim, that when this guy leaves a one-star review and Hawk pulls up with his crew to rough him up, there's a part of me that's on Hawk's side. And that part is the person who works a day job where I have to respond to people who leave one-star trust pilot reviews and try to convert them to positive reviews. And first of all, if you want a conversion, this is not how you do it, all right? But yeah. if there's just something viscerally satisfying about it, okay? <laughs> I can't complain. There, I have to deal with this every day of someone who's left a fucking wall of text, right, in a trust pilot review. And I have to be all nice to them, and I have to message them and ask for their account details to try to find their account and give them a refund that they probably should have gotten originally anyway, but some and just went now nah, we have to do the policy oh do the policy will you well how yeah. about we have a one-star trust pilot rating forever then okay <laughs> uh so i would love to be hawk and just show up and deal with my problems cobra kai style and i can't but that's why i'm living out my fantasy here in this mall yeah you know no one can blame you because you, you it's you're getting a real visceral reaction and there's yeah. it's it's reading true so i'll allow it yeah uh hawk does go in for like a jump kick and just gets kicked in the face and i love that it it cuts to the crowd and they're all like "Ooh!" Ooh. like it's the extra insult to injury i guess it does settle that idea of uh you know who would have won in hawk versus robbie i mean maybe not back then but at this point robbie has surpassed hawk yeah and i i also feel like this is one of those points um that we're like okay, we live in a different reality now because this is a huge fucking fight. And season two is like, the fights are bigger, they're badder, and like shit's going down. And I think this uh, in the middle of the season might be like the tipping point where you're like, okay, so I guess there's just like, they show a security guard who's just uh, eating lunch or whatever, which, you know, it's fine. <laughs> but it's just like, this is basically, if you compare uh, Karate Kid, the original uh, Karate Kid, to this it's kind of like the star wars prequels where suddenly they're doing jump flips and and all sorts compared to original lightsaber fights uh a little bit because it's like this fight is fucking insane imagine seeing this in real life to be fair the same thing is happening in the school cafeteria i just kind of felt like that was more like confined to the school which made it more sort of realistic to me whereas this is like there's a fucking huge crowd watching this fight. It's like they're doing a big parkour, uh, like flash mob <laughs> yeah. with all their jumping and their kicking and they're flying around, which is part of the point, I guess. They've learned this technique that is performative, like a dance almost. Uh, but yeah, it all it all clicks. But it is insane that this happens and that there are no consequences. <laughs> uh, yeah. Then we have Johnny, who is the best buzz uh, driver. I've seen in any movie or TV show. Once again, buzz driving, which is fine. Buzz driving is not drunk driving. Cobra High co-signs on this. Uh, He shows up and Miguel's mom sees him. You know, he's all broken up because we've, we've, we've mentioned this many times. Like the, the, one of the best things about Johnny Lawrence is how fragile he is. 
because he's he's always (laughs) such a badass and he's about not being a pussy but like the smallest thing will happen and his confidence is immediately gone and he just drinks himself into a bender and he you know he got word that his son is now living with his arch karate enemy and it's a lot to handle because it's bringing everything back that way he's failed his son i mean we saw when he spoke to miguel that he's you know it's it's something that's heavy on his head that he that he has failed robbie um and then this is like insult to injury so he's stumbling around um and miguel's mom sees him and i think there's just like a quick meet right and she kind of takes him in to i guess sober him up maybe give him some coffee something or other i guess we'll see yeah um yeah exactly and then we have uh uh, Daniel coming home uh, after the fight, and he's like, "Ah, oh, no, that was fine. That there was a huge fight in the mall because you were protecting your friend, which you know is is true." Uh, and he tries to cheer Dimitri up, like, "I heard you run the ran the hundred yard dash in ten seconds." Like, but he's basically saying, "Like, you were out of the way so fucking fast." Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not the best pep talk. Um, but I I'm trying to remember what they get into here. They the do, Game of Thrones, like they... the theme. They get mm-hmm. into their, the. This is the first of a few. Well, I guess maybe not in this episode, but there's a Game of Thrones oh. reference here. Yeah, uh, which is I, which is fine with this one. But then when they get into one in the next episode, which I guess we'll talk about, then I'm like, all right, enough. That's, <laughs> I'm done. No more. But this is. We well, you know you, what the. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> the weird thing is uh, that we were so on board when this came out, but then Game of Thrones finished and had their, <laughs> yeah. had their last season, and it is really weird how everything changed so pivotally for everyone because Game of Thrones was a huge show that was important to so many people. And now there are so many people who are like, Game of Thrones, what? Don't make me think about that. That makes me annoyed thinking about it. And because remember season one, there was about like, oh, there's the three Daenerys at the Halloween dance or whatever. And then here they're talking about uh, Sam Tarly and how he killed the White Walker. And both with the Daenerys and with this, you're like, fuck this like yeah. this uh, and daniel's like oh i'm so down with got and it's like you're both the worst stop it yeah, <laughs> i don't want to hear about it but we w- loved it at the time uh, this one, i don't know if everyone feels this way but it seems like it i feel like this one at least works because he's yeah. like oh we got uh, you know daenerys and Jon snow and i'm sam Tarly. which is fair because they're thinly written characters who <laughs> them getting together didn't make any sense go on <laughs> but then he's like you know hey you know sam Tarly killed a white walker and he's like oh it's yeah. great it works he 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 can uh, respond to Dimitri in the language. He, finally, someone gets a reference because he's hanging out with yeah, yeah a couple of cardboard cutouts that don't know anything about pop culture <laughs> and they can't respond to his Donnie Darko or comic book references. But Daniel could be like, no, I mean, Game of Thrones is one of the most popular shows on TV. Of course, I've seen it. Are you serious? Yeah, it's not like he's bringing up some obscure thing. But anyways, it real it you know it gets to the point where Daniel realizes. He can do the training, but do it a little bit differently. They're going to do it, you know, nice and slow, let things sink in. Um, He's becoming a real sensei, in my opinion, because I don't feel like he gets full credit for Robbie and Sam. Like, Robbie to an extent, but, like, I feel like he's just – he was coasting off Miyagi for those, and now he's becoming sensei uh, LaRusso. Yeah, uh, I agree. And then we have Moon – uh, telling off uh, Hawk for for you know fucking up his friend and Moon I have to say is uh, 
the best character in the show. I don't yeah. mean like my favorite character. I just mean like she's the one who's like, what? This is bullshit. And in season one, when she she's like, oh, I apologized already. That was a shitty thing we did. And it's like basic stuff. Like she's just a, just, just such a decent human being and there's so yeah. few of them. So <laughs> when she's like, nah, this is not cool. What the fuck? You're like, yeah, fuck yeah, Moon. <laughs> yeah. And then he do- now he tries to lean on the tattoo. Like this means forever. And she's like, yeah, you know, I didn't ask you for that. And, you know, we're seeing seeing a little bit of Eli and Hawk here, but he goes back into his dojo, starts letting out his rage on the punching bag. And probably one of the worst people for him to meet at this moment is uh, Sensei Kreese. So, of course, Kreese is the one uh, that's there to tell him that, you know, you didn't lose any fight because the fight's not over till you say it is, uh, which is going to lead to them trashing Miyagi-Do great shot right when he walks in yes Um, yeah because you know moon drives off we're on him uh and we follow him in all in one shot as he walks in and i you know there this is a very this is a show that is just so well put together like a lot of it is like we'll make jokes about how the story or characters are sometimes like oh so basic stuff but then there's also things where i'm like only realizing it upon my third fourth watch or whatever like when he walks in there he's like literally retreating from the pain he's experiencing out in the real world with say moon and the emotional like the feelings he's having he's escaping from them by going back into cobra kai and that that's why it makes so much sense that we're following him traveling from the outside the real world into the dojo and then into the far room which is basically the domain of crease uh, visually it's darker it says cobra kai never dies and it's it got cleared out when crease showed up and he's lurking in there like he's the mm. he's going into the darkest part of the cave and crease is there waiting for him to twist his emotions plus it's just a visually stunning shot so i had to call it out absolutely yeah because it's like the the wonder that kind of goes around goes around the punching bag as he's coming off and as you said yeah then crease like lurks in in the background and it stays for a while like besides just the tracking itself like with the actors kind of going back and forth and crease kind of coming in to uh you know like i essentially like a victim of his in a way uh like poisoning his mind and yeah no it's uh, such a well done sequence works on so many levels great stuff yeah um and then so we see uh johnny and miguel's mom uh he's having some coffee like you said and he's basically explained their whole backstory and she sums up uh the whole plot of cobra kai which is it sounds like you and this daniel guy have a lot of issues (laughs) yeah just so true (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's great. And uh, I mean, she does bring up her ex again here. So again, I like to I'm always like perking my ears up wondering, are they going to do something with this or, you know, we'll see. But, you know, she she gives them good advice, which comes into play later because it's just about rising above it and being the bigger man. It's it's something that Kreese would never tell him uh to do or it you know to him it'd be like being the bigger man is the one who knocks someone down and stomps on him and you're physically bigger than them so uh (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's weird because in this season especially in comparison to the first season and maybe i'll talk a little bit about this more in the next episode because even though yeah we're checking in with miguel and johnny it doesn't feel like we're getting as much miguel and johnny and I don't mean yeah. just together, but I guess it's more surface stuff because we're checking in with these other characters. Uh, so, 
you know, I think we're losing something a little bit. So I just look forward to being more with with Johnny and Miguel. I mean, even though there is a scene with Miguel like immediately after with him and Tori, but I, I just can't put my finger on it. It's like a different vibe with both of those characters. Yeah, I think it is part of it as well uh, is Crease snaring his way in and sometimes Crease is holding the lesson and like the whole thing of like, I mean, right now Crease is doing like half the lesson of like, oh, you got to go all in or whatever. Like he's, like you said, I, I am also missing some scenes with like uh, Johnny and Miguel and we're seeing more other characters bump together and that's probably to the detriment for both of them. Um, but he does get some good advice. Miguel's mother and we have flashbacks in this one too when she yes. asks like uh what did daniel do to you in high school and we just see <laughs> flashbacks of daniel punching and kicking him yeah. do you think that's warranted <laughs> uh not really like but i almost feel like that's kind of part of the joke at least i mean maybe yeah. i'm reading that wrong but i read that more as kind of the goof of like oh here we go again you know, like we can't. Uh, how can I explain this to you? <laughs> like, yeah. how, how can I possibly tell you this story uh, and not sound like a maniac? But uh, yeah, I, I read it more as a joke, so I, I enjoy it. I thought it was more like him because we, even though we love Johnny, we did all watch the Karate Kid, and we know <laughs> that unlike what that video, uh, famous video says, yeah. uh, Johnny was the bad guy. Um, so it's kind of like. It clarifies, I guess, what's still on his mind when he thinks back to high school rather True. than because if he he could have like if it was just done in the moment without a flashback, maybe he'd done like some shifty eyes and we'd read into that like, oh, he knows he was the bad guy or whatever. But now it seems like he's still th thinking that same way he did before. Yeah, because it's also it's very much the shorthand version of when he explained it to Miguel. It is like yeah. his point of view of how he was wronged. So, yeah, it does work at, uh, in that respect as well. Um, yep. And then we, I mean, I guess I, I, Miguel doesn't realize like Tori is in all in on Miguel and he's not picking oh, yeah. up on it until finally she tells him to make a move. Like she's, she, she put together this awesome date, took him to the playground. They're playing games on the, uh, I don't even know what the fuck it is. The, the spinny thing. <laughs> They're on the spinning thing. I don't know what yeah. they're called. And, um, but uh, it's funny. The game because... is to spin until you're dizzy, by the way, which doesn't seem like a game that's come up with and played by, uh, I don't know, someone who feels super stable. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, and it's and, and it's like till you're dizzy and then you just jump off when it's fast because even Miguel's like, wow, you are crazy. And it's like, well, jumped it's not... off the thing. <laughs> it's like, that's not that crazy. But it's also, yeah. we see that it's premeditated because she jumps to the exact spot where the plane's going to come soon. Like, she puts some thought into this. She's into the Miguel business, which who can blame him? Miguel's great. Uh, and yeah. it, it does kind of show maybe her advice uh, had some ulterior motives because gets get his mind off Sam and they end up kissing. Uh, although he does bring up Sam even <laughs> like right before. Like, oh, this reminds me when Sam and I did something or other. Uh, yeah. So good for him. Uh, it's. I mean, it's. It seems like a nice moment. They get the plane goes over. He's excited. This is crazy. You're. You're like a cool adrenaline chick. You get dizzy and jump and look at and sit under planes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if he wants to go to a place where you need a fake ID, she's got the hookups for that as well. Absolutely. Uh, she's just full of tricks. 
Um, yeah, I, I'm, I would be interested in if how our listeners feel at this point. But at this point, I'm, uh, by the way, you can email us at showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. But at this point, I'm, I'm over uh, Sam and Miguel. So yeah. I feel like Miguel should be as well. So I'm like, yeah, this is great. Make up with this girl. Good. <laughs> this is good for you, Miguel. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. It is good for him. He needs to kind of uh, make peace with the whole Sam situation. And then enter uh, enter Robbie into the house. Like, I can never tell if they're in, like, this courtyard or in the house, like the, the, the LaRusso mansion. She's making s'mores, which is s'mores with um, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, which is a pretty genius idea. Uh, she, they, what, does she go in for the kiss or does he go in for the kiss? Or they both do, uh. but he stops it, right? It's a mutual going in for the yeah. kiss, and he stops it because, like, he's living there. It makes sense. Uh, it's, and then they just, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, it's such a mature, smart move <laughs> that he does. Yeah. But it also, you know, understandably, um, you know, I, I don't know if it's, in, if, if it's embarrassing or just kind of this uh, thing being held against her, the fact that, he has these other connections to her family where they can't be a couple if she wants to be a couple. I mean, obviously it's just, it's, it's an extra complication and she's clearly not okay that it happened, even though it's like going to be like, Oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. But you know, we'll see. Yeah. Well, as they state, this got awkward. Yeah. Um, and then we see Hawk and his cohorts, because uh, he's been bossing around these two all episode. Um, and they show up to Miyagi-Do and fuck the place right up. Real reminiscent of uh, Karate Kid Part 2, when uh, the Yakuza does the same thing. <laughs> so you'd think Daniel-san was like, yeah, this happened once and I had to fight to my death. So this version's pretty chill. <laughs> Some teenagers broke in, but they did steal the Medal of Honor. And we know that that hits Daniel where it hurts. I mean, that's just really fucked up. It's one thing yeah. to be a rebellious kid who's going to, like, break shit or whatever, act out. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty fucked up to steal the medals. And I guess from, from my understanding, it's, like, the only thing that was stolen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because all the rest is just bullshit. We get a yeah. trifecta of flashbacks because we have a final flashback as as he looks at his car. And uh, it says Cobra Kai never dies. And I'm also, like, looking at this where it says Cobra Kai never dies. And I'm like, you own a car place. That's going to be yeah. fixed in five minutes. But I guess the reason he's looking so emotional looking at it is now he knows who the culprits are. Uh, so that's part of it. But he sees these flashbacks of picking the car, him and Mr. Miyagi go, both going, Banzai, Banzai, as he's driving <laughs> off. So it's super emotional and enough to spur him into uh, jumping into the car. And much like um, much like Dim Dimitri was talking about, he wants to strike back. Yeah, and I mean, I think you're right. I mean, he owns a car dealership, body shop, whatever. But clearly this, I guess that's why the flashback's there to remind you that this isn't just a car. I mean, not yeah. only it's his first car, it's also like it was such an important gift for Mr. Miyagi. It, it is like the car is Mr. Miyagi in a lot of ways. Uh, I will point out, though. Allie with an eye did more damage to it when <laughs> she totaled true. it yeah. at the prom thing. Borrowed the car and totaled it in Karate Kid Part 2. Very true. So maybe get over it, Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he does. He, he, he hightails it right to Cobra Kai. I mean, this is very reminiscent to when Johnny's car got set on fire. <laughs> uh, yes. And he had to go to Daniel, which it's nice because it's like, 
in both situations, the other person really doesn't know, like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I don't know what's going on. But they have a showdown in the in the dojo, and Daniel is disrespecting the dojo. He doesn't take his shoes off on the mat. Uh, he also kind of basically says, um, you know, uh, if you, do, you don't want to end up like this guy while there's still time, come on down to Miyagi-Do. I do love when he says, what are you going to do? Because you know I'm not going to strike first. It's like, ah, oh, yeah. that's so perfect. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I guess it it does. And Oh, and then, of course, we see Johnny does decide he's going to be the bigger man here. Uh, and it does look to the, the way, to his students, the way he's been teaching. Not that I feel like this is why people walk out. They don't walk out because they think he's weak. But if you've bought into the Cobra Kai mantra, he would look weak here. Like to Hawk, he looks weak. Yeah, I get you. And like, I, you have to imagine what would happen if there was a big fight here. I guess it depends on how the fight goes. And we're all super excited to see that. We're all, I mean, we're more excited about them being friends. Yeah. Because <laughs> we want that the most. Uh, but then breaking into a big fight would also be like, holy shit, that'd be cool. Uh, and I don't know, would any people even dare leave the Tojo after that? <laughs> uh, you, but I mean, part of it is the advice from Miguel's mother, but also he genuinely, like, doesn't know what daniel's talking about and i think it shakes him when he talks about like you don't earn a medal of honor by stealing it and he's like got a sh shake in his voice and johnny's like i actually don't know what this one's about <laughs> like maybe if you were talking about my son or whatever we could have a fight about that if you want i'm kind of upset about that but i actually don't know what this is and then crease like the shot with crease out of yes. focus in the background it's it's very on the nose but it's so great as well because he is just manipulating the whole situation uh you love to see it and he does the thing the great thing about crease as well is johnny does the thing that crease um you know it benefits him the most but also if he fought him it would all like whether johnny goes away from the, his cobra kai teaching or not it kind of benefits uh crease you yeah. know because then he can be the big main guy the bad badass um or if he goes into it it's like yes i've corrupted you further <laughs> yeah yeah other kids, then he just has johnny back on his side he either just has johnny back on his side like the, the johnny he raised you know back in the old days or johnny you know falls into his trap and then he steals cobra guy from him it is it is a complete win-win situation uh they yeah. do lose some students here but it looks like it's the students crease would want to leave anyways it's like the nerdy ones uh mm -hmm. like it like looks like specifically usually they just kind of walk out like oh, i didn't like this here i didn't like it here anyways and we do get, we get a quick shot of of like even hawk is like oh fuck why did i steal those medals even he's like uh oh did i go too far <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah and that does wrap up the episode there yeah. um it, we went a bit long on this one but i think we're, we're just creeping up in general our episodes are just getting longer as we get inch towards the end of season two because right now as we're recording it's a little bit in advance we still don't have a release date on season three so i think we're just savoring this while we can yeah. jim <laughs> yeah absolutely you can find, of course, all of our shows at showswhatyouknow.com, where we discuss other TV shows like uh, The Sopranos, I mention every week. Um, but there's also Blank Meets Blank, where we make up a new TV show, Real History for Historical Films and TV. Lots of good stuff at showswhatyouknow.com. And we'd also very much uh, appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts. If you have the time for it, just search for No Mercy. Beyond that, Jim, I think there's just one more thing. Ooh, what's that? Strike first. Strike hard.
No, no mercy. mercy.